As we wrap up this chapter on inverse functions, exponential functions, and logarithmic functions, it seems appropriate to have a section on applications. Now, you may recall from the reading that if you have a function that whose rate of change is proportional to the actual value of the function, I'll be a little more specific about that in a minute, we actually can derive from that situation a general function, f of t equals ce to the kt. Now, this function has the interesting um, property that its rate of change with respect to time at any instant is proportional to the actual value of the function at that same instant in time. Now, in the book, he derives this formula going from that statement, proportional, the rate of change proportional to the function. But we could also look at the actual function and just take its rate of change. And another word for the rate of change at any instant t is f prime of t, right? So if we take f prime of t, c is a constant. e to the kt has the derivative e to the kt back again, but then it's like e to the u, so I have to multiply by the derivative of u, which is the derivative of kt with respect to t, so the derivative is just k. c is a constant e to the u times du dt this time. So this is the derivative. If I move things around a little bit and I put the k out in front, and then I have c e to the kt inside the parentheses, that's just k times f of t back again. So we have the rate of change of the function at some time t, some instant, is proportional to the actual value of the function at that same instant in time. So we can see the relationship and This particular kind of function is an exponential function with growth rate we call k, or if k is negative, then it's a decay rate. So this is a function that we've been working with in exponential functions. It's also something we use logs at times to solve for t or for k. In the last section, we did that with compound interest. The amount or accumulation in the account after time t, where t could be in months, years, days, is equal to, or other values of time, pe to the rt. Or you could have kt. Either you know They're interchangeable, which letters you use. But we're used to pe to the rt. Now, more generally, in this, this section coming up, we're going to use k more often. Um, so this was for money compounding continuously, continuous compounding. We also looked at population growth. So the population at time t was equal to, I believe the letters we used most often was ab to the t this time. So a would be an amount at the beginning, just like p was the principal investment. b is your base. And t was also a measurement of time. And b, you might recall, was equal to 1 plus the growth rate. This also represented simple interest, right? 1 plus your growth rate, or if it's dk, then if you're, if it's dk, then your rate is negative. And so it would be 1 plus something negative. And so your base would be less than 1. And therefore, the graph would go down over time. So this is a decay problem if r is less than 0. And therefore, b would be less than 1. b is always greater than 0, though, right? So if we have decay, 
That's a special form of exponential growth. And the R and the B is referring to this form of the formula, P of T equals AB to the T. And it's often uh, confusing to to know which one we're talking about. And so I just want to point out that actually it can be shown that if you have exponential growth in the form e to the rt or more generally e to the kt, and I'm going to call this c again. This is what we started with at the beginning of this section. You can also say that's equal to ab to the t. And so what does the a represent? What is a equivalent to over here? You can see that A is equivalent to the C, right? And here we have E to the KT is some base to a power that could be written as a base to the power because E to the K could be found out to just equal some base. So suppose your rate of growth is 1%, 1%, so, and you're maybe can compounding continuously, so you have e to the 0.01, then if you take your calculator and take e to the 0.01, then that gives you some base, and so it would give you an equivalent base in the form ab to the t comparing to the form ce to the kt. So I just want to point out to you that these two things represent the same kind of growth, we're just writing them a different way. So the other thing I need to show you before we go on to examples is the A and the C and how they relate to the output of the function. A of T equals PE to the RT. Do you remember what P represented? We called it the principal amount. It's what you invested principally at the beginning of the investment. Also, if you find A of 0, then I'm replacing T with 0 here. So that means I replace T with 0 on this side of the equation. And so A of 0 equals E to the 0. And what's E to the 0? That's 1, right, from our second section in this chapter. So we have P times 1. So A of 0 is P, principal. So that makes sense. The amount in the account at time 0 is the amount you invested. Now, if we want to talk more generally about this, we call this the initial amount. The initial amount just means the amount in the account or the amount in the population or the amount in the sample, whatever you're talking about contextually, when time is zero, so at the beginning of your particular problem. And time equals zero sometimes is arbitrary. Sometimes it's just set for you in the problem. So when time is zero, A of zero, or if we want to talk about population at time zero, AB to the zero, that gives us P of zero is A times one. So you'll notice that coming back to our original formulas back a little bit over here, C and A, remember they both represented the same thing? They represent our initial amounts when time is zero. So that coefficient on something raised to a power coefficient on something raised to power, that's your initial amount. That comes from plugging in zero for time. And because of that, we call it the initial amount. And also, 
if I don't want, you know, I'm a mathematician, I don't like to write a lot, right? I like to be concise and efficient with my notation. So sometimes you'll see P sub zero, and that also means initial population or initial amount at the beginning. Well, that's redundant. Initial amount is the amount at the beginning. So P sub zero or A sub zero, whatever letter you're talking about, sometimes they'll just put A sub zero to represent that value when time is zero. So let's move on to some examples, and you can see all of this at work.